All right, so in five, four, three, two. Hey everyone, it's been a while. I'm Aludra, this is Ben, we're in box forts, and I don't remember how I ever started this show ever. Let's go! Wow, that was like way more peppy and loud than I was expecting. And, and Oh no, did I flip? You, you started, uh, well probably, but who cares? Um, mm -hmm. But then on top of that too, you like started us at like, like four and a half instead of five. And I mean, it's just, you're raring to go and this is exciting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's been a while. I'm totally excited. Things were, things in real life were not great. And now they're great. Cause I'm doing box fort again with Ben. Aw, thanks. Mm -hmm. It's better than box fort with someone else, right? Well, I'd never do box fort with somebody else. Yay. I'd have to make a whole different show. I know you'd have to have a different opening would song you, too. Wait, I'm the one wait, who found this ben, one. Are you thinking of replacing me in box fort? No, how could I? One, my art skills aren't that good. And two, no. Okay. Okay. I like point two best. Okay, good. But since it has been a while, I think that we need to go around the room and just say the biggest change that has happened since the last time we recorded for each of us. Why, Ben, I cannot discuss that. Okay. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. You know, I didn't do commit bait fraud or money laundering or anything like that, you guys. Yeah. There's um, no, no. I also didn't. Could... And I definitely didn't sign an NDA on anything like that. I mean, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um. So I'll go first. Because mm -hmm. I think yours is probably more spectacular than mine. Um, I went on vacation with Nevermore <gasps> and I stopped our cabin from, uh, blowing up. Okay. First off, this is a stealth vacation. Cause I didn't even know you went on it. So kudos to you. First off, <laughs> that sounds amazing. You guys, I'm not like surveilling his life or anything, but me and Ben, we're pretty close. We're pretty close. We yeah. can box for it. We hang out. Yeah. We collect pets in several games. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, kudos to you for Ninja Stealth Vacation. Thank you. It was it was over a weekend, um, mm -hmm. so it, it at end of March. Uh, we it's become a yearly tradition. Um, so it started the I think the yeah second, I remember last yeah, year's yeah the year before was the first time we went. It was uh, uh -huh. uh, because you know COVID happened and we're like okay we need to get out of here. We're going crazy. So there's a like a, a little um, clump of cabins just like kind of north of us by you know about an hour hour and a half or something you know on a creek and it's wonderful. Absolutely mm -hmm. love it. So sounds beautiful. Yeah. And the best part is, is that I get like zero signal at all on my phone there and there's no TV in the cabin. Like it's entirely just like, Oh, I'm away from everything. Like literally, and just kind of relaxing and enjoying and hard reset and, and listening to the, 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 the Creek and everything. Yeah. In fact, um, <laughs> this is how much I I'm usually a big reader. I love to read. Um, but I so rarely do anymore. Um, so mm -hmm. last year when we went, I started reading the critical role, um, Kith and Kin book, the one about yeah. you know, Vex and Vax. So I'm like, okay. And then this year I finished it while we were there. <laughs> um, but the good news is that I also brought a second book with me because I'm like, I'm going to finish Kith and Kin. Yeah. Gonna you're going to finish it. Um, it was a book. My I sister, thought it was pretty good. It, it was really good. I really enjoyed it actually. 
Um, but the second book I read, and I'll get to the grill in just a minute here. I just have to spout off this book because I'm like, oh crap, this is something I want to talk about. Um, it's called Project Hail Mary. My sister got mm-hmm. it for me for Christmas. She's like, you're going to love this book. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And it's by um, the guy who did, um, thank you, Andy Weir. Ah. Yeah. So the guy who did The Martian. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, was, yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say Martin Weir. I'm like, that's not right. No, Andy Weir. And it is a fantastic book. It mm-hmm. is um, like near future sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And um, basically what happens is, is you know, it, the book starts off with him waking up on a ship. Like that's going to another star with no memory. Oh no, he got shanghaied. Yeah, absolutely. No memory what's going on. And as you read the book, his memory starts coming back. So you learn about, mm-hmm. you know, the whole story of how he's getting there and, and everything that's happening. And basically he's on a mission to save the, the earth. Oh. And it's a fantastic book. That's Did all I'm going to say. Blow up? No, no, that's because, all I'm going to say. Why, oh, okay. Okay. I, I okay. can't say anything else because it's going to give this stuff away. And it is such a good read. I'm recommending it to like pretty much everybody. So Project Hail Mary, really great book. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The science bit of it was great. I was laughing. And I mean, it's it's fantastic. I'll have to remember that because Minion's mad at me because he asked me for a sci-fi book recommendation. And so I went, this book was about superpowers and it was really, really touching. So yeah. And I, I recommended it to, to Minion and he was like, this is, what was what was the cute little phrasing he used here? Hold on. He was like, this is urban fantasy, not sci-fi. I'm like, <laughs> they're blowing up things with their minds. He's like, that, that, that's that's sci-fi. Try again. I'm like, wow, whoa. He wasn't he wasn't that cold about it, but oh, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. No. So yeah, he, he's minion too, but yeah. So Pass Project Hail Mary. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him about it. All right, fantastic. And then so. then see if he he's disappointed because I'm like, you don't want to read any of the sci-fi books I read. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the top of my to be red pile. This is one book. That looks like a great book. It's the third in a series that I'm reading, and it is approximately, because it keeps going, 778 pages. Yeah, I need to finish Dr. Sleep, which I started before I started reading Kith and Kin, so that'll give you yeah. an idea how long ago I started it. Um, I need to finish that before I really I jump into the next book, which is The Martian, because uh, Nevermore got that for me since I loved Project Hail Mary so much, so I'm like, gotta do that. Yeah. Nice. I've got five books on the corner of my desk. That is my TV red pile. Two are from Christmas, and I feel really bad that I haven't started them yet. <laughs> so uh, I know what it's like to have, you know, the books. Oh, yeah. Well, I have another book that I mm-hmm. got for myself, not this last Christmas, but the one before. And I also got it for my mom and my sister as well. said, this looks really great. We should all read it. And I haven't read it yet. So (laughs) I'm I'm behind. But anyway, so going back to the cabin. book club, Ben. Going back to the cabin. (laughs) Yes, Um, back to the cabin for the adventure. We have a propane grill that we get to use to cook and everything. So Mm -hmm. I ended up grilling out for for lunch. Mm -hmm. Made, Made some like... We, we brought a lot of stuff because, you know, we don't have a grill at the apartment. So yeah. We, yeah. So you want to get all your grilling yeah, out in a yeah, weekend, get all yeah. the grilling done, 
have a bunch of leftovers, which lasted us for like a week after, which was great. So oh, like I grilled up like 26 hot dogs, like 10 burgers, some brats. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great. So then I go back to grill for dinner and I go to light the grill and everything's working or, you know, everything worked fine during lunch. So I go to light it, hit ignite. And then the flame goes down the burner and the propane tank catches on fire. <gasps> no. And then I'm like, Oh my God. And immediately like I could have like, you know, pull up my sleeve and just turn it off. And I'm like, these, this fabric is like part synthetic. It could melt to my hand. I'm not yeah, going to do yeah, that. Yeah. So immediately I ran inside making a huge commotion. Um, Nevermore was in the cabin, not, you know, obviously not knowing what's going on. So she comes running out, trying to like figure out what's going on. And I'm like, towel, 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 running. I grab a towel really fast. Then I run back outside to the, to the patio and she sees it. And so she's, you know, her mind is fire water. So she fills up the, the, um, Mm -hmm. the coffee pot with water, like as fast as she can, she comes running out. And then I just run over and I, take you know cover the my towel or the hand my hand with the towel and i turn off the propane tank completely turn everything oh else God, off i would have been so scared it was gonna explode in my face uh yeah um so i do all that and everything and then just kind of step away and then i'm like okay and she comes out and i'm like okay i think we're good i don't see any more fire and like we decided that we're not gonna grill for the rest of the day and yeah yeah totally not gonna grill for yeah. the rest of the day but i mean Look, I, I worked at a place called Barbecues Galore, so I am familiar with grills, how they work, what's supposed to happen, what's not supposed to happen. And it was still very overwhelming, very scary, but everything was fine. We ended up just having some um, some baked potatoes for dinner, some loaded baked potatoes turned out to be yeah. actually really good. Um, then, you know, went to the office the next day and said, hey. Uh, I went to go cook or go, you know, use the grill and everything. And then the lady looked at me. She's like, oh, was it out of propane? I'm like, no, the exact opposite happened. The tank caught on fire. She's Mm -hmm. like, oh, no. So apparently the regulator was loose. So everything was tightened up and then uh, it worked fine the rest of the time we were there. Ben. Oh, my God. It could have exploded in your face. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know. I, it was one of my thoughts. That's why I ran as fast as I possibly could to grab that towel, then ran right back outside and then like threw myself down onto the ground to, to tighten mm-hmm. everything up. Cause I'm like one, like I was very worried about nevermore being on the other side of the wall. Yeah. No. So that, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, emergencies tend to make me i'm sorry guys sorry listeners that's sorry. okay i'll bleep it i just have to put Thanks. where it was it's an emergency i mean <laughs> um anyways you've got me panicked yeah but um yeah so like you know i was worried about her i, I want to make sure that she was safe and obviously i want to make sure mm-hmm. i was safe and everything was fine but i mean we got through it okay and like every now and then and I'll start thinking about it. And my heart will start racing a little bit more. And like, yeah, when I, what that, ifs? that night I was definitely not in a very good place for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. The what ifs, like you'll drive yourself crazy with the what ifs this yeah. could have happened. It's yep. like, and I just kept going back didn't. to it. Didn't everything's fine. It, We're good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ben, that is brave and scary. So anyways, that's, what's new with me. Um, how about you? Any, any new things happen with you over this time? Guys, guys, just, just wait, Ben, 
looked into the face of death and fire and said, <laughs> not, not today. today. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is so cool. Wow. I didn't do anything nearly that cool. I think you did. Very break. I got a cat. That is very cool, though. Yeah, he's a rescue. Yay. He's at least part Russian blue because he, he looks entirely like a Russian blue cat. But we saw his brother who was in the same really bad situation. And he's a tuxedo cat. Mm. So the best the vets are telling us is he's a mix. So that's fine. I don't need no purebred anything. And we looked up Russian blues. And honestly, he is like so cuddly and the opposite of the standoffish nature of this cat, the breed. So I'm really happy he's a mix. But you guys, he's huge. He's so big. Uh, we named him Grog because I'm a huge D&D nerd and that's just how I roll. And I picked the cat, so I got to name him. And Thrax is just over the moon that we have a cat. He would have been fine with any cat in the universe. But mm -hmm. the fact that I was like, I want that cat. We're getting this cat. He was like, yes, yes, let's let's get the cat. The cat needs to come here. So what do we need to do to get the cat in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Any cat. So his name is Grog. He's a Russian blue because I really like the markings. They remind me of Goliath markings from Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. And so I really like the idea of naming him after Goliath. And we both watch Critical Role. And Grog's Drax's favorite, of course. So um, he's eight months old, about to be nine months old, and he is freaking huge. He's abs he's he's like a full grown cat, and we're like, you're not done growing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah, are not, definitely not done growing yet. Uh, he's weird. He keeps all those weird little mousy toys all in one place in his hammock, but. But because he Nothing. sleeps with them, right? No, he does not do anything in the hammock. Then the, the hammock is annoying <laughs> for him. And that's that's a real bummer. Because I got this, we got him a cat tree. And I was like, yeah, cat tree. And he's going to love it. And there's lots of nooks and crannies and scratching posts and toys on it. And a big bed on top. It's like, ta -da! And he's just not interested in the hammock. He put his toys there. And I thought... Thrax was doing it, and Thrax thought I was being weird, like, <laughs> trying to lure him into it. And and with the ropey toy and stuff, and put his toys in the hammock, so then he'd jump into, I don't know, like a ball pit or something? But, no, nah, I'm not that, that... I'm not that far gone, guys. Yet. But, nah. So, yeah, my house is covered in cat toys, but all the plushy, fluffy ones are in the hammock. That's so weird. <laughs> But the crinkle moon isn't in the hammock because it's a crinkle moon and it's not like the the towel mousies. So it doesn't get to go in the hammock. No, I get it entirely. We have a crinkle Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we had an event where we were like at the Petco. We're like, we're adopting the rescue cat. And everybody was like, yay. And they gave us a million coupons. And so we went and bought like a variety of toys because you don't know what the cat likes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he might like them all. So we got a variety of toys and he's weird about the mousies. Like he'll chase them, but then he'll put them back in the hammock. <laughs> so maybe he's just tucking them all in. 
Yeah, maybe because he does have a little cloth flag in there from a bo- uh, from one of those murder mystery games mm-hmm. that we got. Nobody wanted the cloth flag, and uh, Minion Two was like, "Oh, let's give it to the cat. The cat <laughs> will play with the, the wavy bit of cloth." And that ended up we put it in his cat bed at the top of the tree, and it somehow ended up in the hammock. Yeah, so, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Cat logic, man. But Thrax is <laughs> all in. Ben, Thrax is all in. He was like, you know, um, before before we even got pets, we've we've wanted a pet for a long time, but uh, we just never were in the right place for a pet. And then I was pretty sure I just really wanted a dog, but it was a quandary of you know where to walk it. Yeah, you know, because we got him during the winter when it was dark, really, really early. Yeah, no, I get that. And, and I mean, that's one of the big things about the, a dog is, is that, you you know, you have to find a place for them to actually be outside and play and everything unless yeah, you, if yeah. you don't have a yard. Yeah. And it's like, well, what kind of dog? And so we're looking at Breeze. And it was just so exhausting. And then I just saw that cat. And I, I kid you not, Ben, I was just walking in to the Petco and he looked at me and he meowed and... <laughs> And that's he it. Out at me, and then later I was talking to the the people who with the cats, and he kind of reached for me like out of his <laughs> cage. He didn't want me to hold him; he just wanted my attention. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I gotta have this cat!" So I waited a week, like a responsible person, to make sure I wasn't being overly emotional. <laughs> that's good. I'm very proud of yeah. you for that. Because I do remember yeah. the initial, hey, look at this adorable kitten. It's so amazing. I love him. Yes. And yes. then a week later was, oh, my gosh, I did a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I did a thing. Yeah, but Thrax <laughs> is all in, like, pet parent. That's awesome. It is so funny. It took him, like, four hours to start referring to himself as dad and me as mom to the cat. <laughs> you could care less what we call each other yeah. or even him. So, yeah. Yeah, he's all in. He is so excited. Now, is this his first pet? Oh, no. He had lots of pets growing up. Okay. And then when we got together, we had the boys, and kids are way expensive. (laughs) Oh, definitely. That's what I hear (laughs) anyway. apartment, you've been here. (laughs) It's small. There were four people in it. Now there's two. We have room for a pet. Yeah. He is taking over Minion 2's room. I don't think he realizes that Minion 2 will be coming back from college. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's graduating now. this summer. Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. He's got like a fancy art degree. I'm so proud of that kid. Yeah. He's like learning programming for artists and such. And, and, yeah, it's insane. That's really cool. So, yeah, I wonder how that's going to play out. If there's going to be some sort of fight for dominance well, in the room. <laughs> no, because Minion's visited, but he's only been here for like a weekend. Mm-hmm. And so the cat's like, well, he's in there. And then once I accidentally went into the room for like something or another, that room, because, I mean, he's not here. We use it for storage and I needed a thing. <laughs> Yeah. So I got the thing and I got out. I didn't know the cat followed me. Oh no. And Minion came out and he looked at me. He's like, that is the weirdest way to tell somebody to get out of bed is to have a cat jump on them and meow at them. <laughs> I went, 
he was, oh, his litter bags were in there. And I wanted to clean his litter box. I'm like, he was in there. He's like, ah, so this was an ambush for both of us. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, but he's really settled in. He's been here for a few months now. And I didn't think, like, we thought he settled in pretty well. But now he's, like, less frantic about certain things. And it's really nice seeing him kind of slip into everything and uh so he's watch him more relax over time yeah so he's really like taken and and designated that place as his home now mm-hmm. yeah great. yeah it's really cute it's really cute uh just watching him you know like eat more slowly because there's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he realized you're really not gonna eat his food place. Yeah, yeah. He was in a really bad place before he came here. The shelter that got the rescues that got him um, said he was uh, taken from an animal hoarder. And there were they didn't they said it was him, his brother, and they mentioned five golden retrievers. Oh, yeah. So they were like, he can handle anything if you guys have kids. I'm like, our kids are all gone. It'd just be him. And they were so excited to hear that for him. Like he'd be the only animal in our lives right now. So now that is very good. Because while he could adapt to anything, you know, they want to make sure he's going to a good place. And, you know, around this time next year, they're going to want to pay a visit to us. They said (laughs) to make sure to make sure we didn't like lose him or something. (laughs) Yeah, and they'll show up and he'll just be happy and purring mm-hmm. and the best little guy that can possibly be there. He's got some weird quirks, too. Like, he only purrs for me in two places. And one of them is, I no longer go to the bathroom alone. <laughs> if we do, he can rattle a door like, no, he's so big. He, he's figured out if he sweeps under and shakes the door with mm-hmm. his paw up yep. like and holding the door, he can rattle it. He knocked on our door once. I have no idea how, but he did it twice <laughs> like that. And I went. Jason, the cat just knocked at our door. Now, I don't want to upset him, so I'm going to be letting him in because we were in bed. <laughs> I'm going to be letting the cat in, but... I mean, you at least asked who it was really first, right? Scary. Yeah, yeah. He meows all the time, man. One of his other names is Wonderbard <laughs> because he he will tell you his opinion on everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. I Looks at you, meows, that. walks away, meows to get your attention. If you don't give it to him, he has yelled and screeched at me. I mean, just for me to go. And he's he just flops over on the ground where he's at. And I'm like, he just wants to be pet. Yeah. No, right he doesn't. No, he, he wants. He's trying to find ways to tell me to go to bed. It turns out <laughs> <laughs> he wants the living room to himself. Got it. No, he likes bedtime cuddle time because we cuddle oh. in bed, all three of us in the bed, and then he gets too rambunctious and we let him out. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We. I, I understand because, I mean, obviously listeners have heard Skitty before. Oh, yeah. Skitty is uh, the official mascot of Battle Pets. Yes. The pet, or no, when we had Battle Pets, she was the official mascot of Battle Pets. Yep, she was Battle as Kitty. As the pet that did not battle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because no, we're not doing that in real life, and now she is just background box fort noise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah she's she's uh, um, one of the neighbors. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and then I mean, Izzy for the most part doesn't come in here because uh, this is kind of like Skitty's domain. The office is. Yeah. But when she does come in here, she just uh, we call it crack corner. That's where uh, a bunch of the toys are, just kind of like mm-hmm. you know sitting around in like one little corner. She goes, she just lay down right there. And it's behind my chair. So anytime I move my chair, I have to make sure that there's not a cat behind me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The funny thing is, is um, she, she hangs out in the bedroom. That's like kind of her domain. So anytime mm-hmm. I come home, she just starts until I, I come and say hi mm-hmm. and, and everything yeah. happened today. So yeah, I, I get it. And what's be- or what's great is, is when I work from home and mm-hmm. uh Usually I take like a, you know, like a half hour break around like two, two thirty or so. And because I'm home, it's like, oh, I'm going to give myself a little 15, 20 minute nap because, you know, yeah. I can, I can do that. Yeah. And she expects that. So if I'm, you know, working really hard and like going to skip my break that day or something like that, I'll walk past the room to get more coffee or something. And then she'll just start meowing at me and just like, where are you? Let's do this. Come on. <laughs> so, Yeah. I, I totally get that because, I mean, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, cats are, you know, very solo, kind of aloof. They don't care about you, but they are just as loving as any other kind of, you know, pet. They that really are. They really are. And I knew this one was going to be a cuddle monster the minute I saw him. He he just looked me straight in the eye and he meowed at me like, I don't want to be here. And the lady behind his little uh the kennel, she was like, it's the doors. They're freaking him out because ah. they were right by the swooshy doors. And I was like, ah, and she's like, yes, it's his first time here. He don't like it. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, I've not seen Izzy before. So when I showed you Grog, yeah. that's how little she, she spends time in your office. Yeah. You're like, oh, she looks, everybody's like, she looks like it or he looks like Izzy. I'm like. Does he? Yeah, exactly is, like is her. Is he a Russian blue? Okay. Yes, she is. Well, <laughs> she's not purebred either. So, I mean, it's totally like the, the same kind of thing. Yeah. He's got all the weird breed characteristics, though. Like, we were looking at pictures of Russian blues because, you know, if we're getting one during our week of deciding if yeah. Aludra's being overly emotional about getting a cat and being irresponsible or not... Uh, we we decided to look up breed trait. He's got the bump nose. He's got the tail rings. He's got the the whole nine yards mm-hmm. of of just breed characteristics. So I mean, if he's a mix, he could probably pass for. We could go. Oh yeah, he's a purebred. We found him at a shelter, and it's like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Like I said, <laughs> Izzy totally the same way because I mean, her brother who you know we had for a very long time. Um, he was kind of a tuxedo cat as well. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, seriously, yeah. same exact kind of thing. Families, they've got to be related somehow. Just oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, I, I bought my car from Arizona. I could have gotten my cat from there, too. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I totally did. I did, bought my car from Arizona. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's cool. I'm so happy for you. And he sounds yeah. great. And I can't wait to meet him. And it's so nice because I had a panic attack. <laughs> alone here and i just grab i i for some reason it popped in my head thraxis was telling everybody yeah and we got him for when a loser's home alone and and for her mental health and you know just as a companion i grabbed the cat and i held him for an hour in this really awkward position he didn't move he was oh, like good. oh it's wrong i'm not i'm it's like i'm, I'm okay here for with you. being here yeah, yeah. Sat there for an hour as I just pet him and went, the cat's here for me. Yeah. 
you know, I, I will say that that is one where one way where dogs do respond a little faster. Like if yeah. you're crying or something, they know instantly and they're right there with their nose in your face. But no, I mean, I'm... cats do come and they're like, hey, what, what's up, buddy? What, what's up? No, I'm I'm really quiet when I just start to spiral into a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I just kind of focus on one thing and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really glad that he was there for that. Yeah, definitely. So that was really reassuring. And then later I cry. So yeah. later Grass <laughs> comes home and I'm like sobbing and he's like, what's the matter? I'm like, the cat was there for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny now, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the point oh. is, is that he was there, and that's great. Yeah, he was there, and it was nice. And even if he's not there again, he was there then, so that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. It was so awkward. I'm sitting here at the desk, and I'm just like, "Yeah, this this is reasonable." <laughs> <laughs> Holding him where he's like almost upside down, but not, and yeah, his leg is all weird and wonky. <laughs> he's just kind of like. Though. It's cool. He seems to instinctively know to use more soft paws with me than he does with Thrax. Oh, that's good. Because Thrax is like covered in scratches. They do much rougher play. But with me, he'll like bat at me, but you can see the moment where he goes, nope, closet, and then connects. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thrax goes, he don't do that with me. I'm like, no, you throw him. Yeah, that's one thing where I wish Skitty would understand not to yeah. try to climb me. Oh. Yeah. She's so sweet, though. It's so hard. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, because uh, they don't know, mean it. Oh, no. And I don't they blame don't her for it. They don't mean to hurt it, you, but it, yeah. Anyway, I mean, we I've, should. I've got boxes next to my desk for our work. And then randomly, she just put her two paws on my knee, on my leg, like, hey, can I hop in your lap? And I'm like, no. And then she's like, okay. And then hops in my lap and mm-hmm. but pulls herself up. And I'm like, oh. yeah. So, yeah. Totally not meaning to, but yeah. Yeah, they don't mean it. You can tell when they mean it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But, anyways, you got a cat and that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Yes. And I'm really happy. And, you know, that's me gushing about it. So, yay. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. There's really no good segue, so I'm just going to jump right into it. You know what else is great? Lots of things are great, but what's great in your world, Ben? Well, I don't know if you remember this or not, because um, I, I bar- remember a lot of things. Barely talked about it. Probably never really touched on it, but um, there's this game series called Horizon that I really like. Ooh, <gasps> can I just really quick jump in? Of course. I bought Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition during the last Steam sale. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So I'm going to be playing that from scratch uh, as soon as I beat Potion Permit, which is a game I'll be talking about later. But anyways. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and do you know the whole story of it? Because I know. Nope, I, I'm going in mostly blind. I know a few things here and there from what you've told me. But I'm going to be honest. That was a while and a lot of pain ago. So I forgot. Oh, yeah. Okay. I. <laughs> so it's going to be mostly blind. I am super excited to hear your thoughts on it and everything. Anyway, yeah. so it's um, going to be a month or so though. So oh, no, that's fine. Take, take your yeah. time. Enjoy it. Um, So yeah. So horizon forbidden West, the sequel came out. Yes. Went through, played it, you know, had over a hundred some odd hours, whatever in it. Right. Well, last week, the DLC burning shores came out mm-hmm. and I was like, 
yes, I'm going back into Horizon. Woohoo! And I was yeah. so excited. I downloaded nice. it and everything. His face was just so excited, even though he was playing it up. It, you can just see the excitement in Ben right now. It's so cute. <laughs> well, I it's funny you, because like it came out on Tuesday, but I didn't get to play it like really until like Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And you were I just mean, so gearing up for it though. Oh, the so hype so. was building. So much so. I was, and it, it was, I mean, the thing is, it's been a while since I played Forbidden West. So I go in, I'm like, okay, I have to go to some place where there's easy stuff so I can remember how to play. <laughs> And uh, because of another game that I've been playing, which I'll be talking about, uh, my crouch and stealth buttons were all mixed up. So I'm like, uh, I want to crouch and be all stealthy and hide over here. And said, I roll towards my target instead. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> and so I, yeah. I finally I finally got all my muscle memory back and it's, it's absolutely great. And the story, again, it picks up where, you know, the main game of Forbidden West's uh, left off and it's a really good extra bit of content. Um, there's, I think like five main story missions and then like three side quests. So it's not like a huge, like, you know, extra game kind of length of, um, DLC, but I've seen that it can go for anywhere from like 10 to 15 hours. If you're, you know, kind of really digging in and exploring and stuff, which, which Ben is going to, yeah, do. these games, I love to explore. I love to just like, I'm going to go that way for a while, see what I find. And, you know, I've come across different things, you know, different collectibles, ruins to kind of delve into and stuff. And um, like this one side quest that I just kind of randomly showed up in or I, I stumbled upon and stuff and you know, having a grand old time with it. And then it's someone from the previous, from the, the non DLC portion of the game who I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's this guy. And even mm -hmm. Aloy's like, Oh my gosh, it's you. And <laughs> so you that is so great when oh, you have yeah. the same reaction as the main character. It's, it's great. It's like, and you really feel like you're in the, you, the immersion is complete, man. Mm -hmm. That is it. You are a hundred percent synchronicity when you go, Hey, and the, the game goes, Hey, <laughs> exactly. Oh no, I lied. It's it's a character from the DLC of the first game. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And oh, so a DLC comeback and yeah, the new DLC. Exactly. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. And so I go through the quest line, and I'm I'm not going to spoil it just because it, the content of it is so good. Um, you know, kind of going through doing the whole Horizon stuff that you do, and, and you know, talking to this guy the whole time, and it really hit me in the feels. Like by the end of it, it touched me in like just like oh God, my gosh, I love that kind of way and now all it is yeah. just this throwaway side quest that you might even completely miss and i mean if you didn't even play the dlc in the first game and didn't get that side quest there mm -hmm. the dude wouldn't mean as much i mean granted yeah. you're still going to have that connection because you know there's no like save carryover or anything from one game yeah, to the yeah, next yeah. but i mean still i'm just i'm i'm playing through it i remember the guy i remember what we did i remember how much like fun it was to talk to him there and then in this and i'm just like oh this is great and then by the end of it i mean like i did the whole um you know save your gameplay footage like automatic thing on ps5 which which by the way the burning shores dlc it's only for ps5 because of the mm -hmm. tech that they had to do it so if you have forbidden west on ps4 you can't get the dlc so just heads up for anybody who's playing it on ps4 but um yeah so i, I re just saved like the last five minutes of gameplay so i can have like this this ending kind of di discussion yeah. between them and stuff so i can go back and watch it again later and stuff and it's just it was just so touching and i'm just like oh oh that's great and oh and it just it, this the, is 
Yeah. The the characterization yeah. of Aloy and like stuff that she's kind of like going through and confronting in the main storyline in this. And like, you see her being very empathetic to someone else who is going through stuff. And I mean, everything it it's really grown her character a lot. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy what I've done. I've still got the last main quest to do, which I can jump in and do it at any time, but I still have more exploring to do. So I'm probably going to do that yeah. first. Yeah. Um, and the thing that pisses me off is that of course, People are review bombing it for stupid mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give the reasons because again, it kind of spoils some of the plot line and stuff, but yeah. it's just, people are it's dumb. just petty stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But overall, oh. I got to say it's, it's just going back into that world again, playing as his character is just, it, it's like, again, just visiting up with like old friends and just enjoying all your time together. I'm just loving this DLC so much. And, you know, honestly, it's stuff like this that makes me honestly love gaming. The fact that somebody wrote that, they programmed it, they Mm -hmm. put in a lot of love, and then you got emotions from it. Yeah. You know, you got feels from it. You get get emotions from the writing and the pixels and the lighting and just Mm -hmm. everything comes together. And it it gives you that gut punch, you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting emotional over... Some words somebody else wrote and then, you know, like Mm -hmm. I live for that stuff when a song or a book or a video game makes me feel things like joy and sorrow. Exactly. That is it. That is why I enjoy the hobbies I enjoy because I can feel the things. Yeah. And that's why I'm so against spoilers because you rob the people of that emotional journey that goes along with it. Yeah, I never thought I'd play, so you told me a lot, but I'm going to be honest, I kind of forgot it because it didn't register as anything relevant to what I was playing. So I get to go into this game mostly blind, and I'm really excited for that. I've also got to play Bioshock blind, uh, even though I watched Thrax play it years ago, Mm -hmm. and I got to see his emotional journey. I wasn't the one behind the controller, Oh yeah. so it it doesn't register the same, you know? I watch Let's plays and stuff all Plus, the time and the thing is but, with, with horizon as well there's so much to discover in this world mm-hmm. like yeah. the, the the whole plot line of the game and stuff is just i mean the game starts off in a post-apocalyptic world so obviously automatically there's mystery yeah to figure out what's what going happened on. how did it happen how did you live what's going on mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic worlds are, are one of my favorite genres yeah. I'm really excited that like Critical Role ended up being one. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that says weird. something about me, though. Which again, if you haven't seen the uh, Exandria Unlimited uh, one with that Brennan, is some, some of the yeah, best Brennan media, some of the best mm-hmm. best media that you will ever see is that four part series. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now Matthew Mercer is doing a prequel to one of the worlds. <laughs> That Brennan Lee Mulligan made mm-hmm. with the Crown of Candy, which is one of the most. Honestly, I didn't expect to like Crown of Candy as much as I did, because it really is Candyland and the Food Pyramid meets Game of Thrones. Yep. It. This is the only D and D game I heard where they had to come with two character sheets because they were all pretty sure their first character was going to die. And then that second character, and then as the story progressed, they'd figure out if you're on your second character, who your third was going to be. (laughs) 
because of just just this was a cutthroat world and it's about a rock candy king and his licorice twins and their his caramel wife going to a big summit because they need a new king and it's like what they're cheese people and mm -hmm, there are mm -hmm. vegetable people and this the candy kingdom of course and it's so crazy and it's like oh yeah murder <laughs> yeah uh although again people being jerks um mm -hmm. the person who saw that this was going to be a prequel and matt mercer was going to be uh telling a story in that world who posted all of the huge spoilers and just one little response he's a jerk i didn't see that good i think he was doxed off the internet by the time i was i was perusing uh, I tend to ignore haters, honestly, yeah. of of media I like. I, I don't even follow the subreddits of media I like. <laughs> yeah, I I don't either. I, I stay away from, uh, well, Reddit almost entirely. There, there's only one way I interact with Reddit, and that is um, the, the YouTube channel r slash. We'll just read mm -hmm. Reddit stories sometimes. Or else uh, there are some... Uh, um, like crit crab will read uh, D and D like horror oh, yeah, stories yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like crit that's the only cool. way, only way that I interact with. I that. watch uh, the click and one topic at a time. They do like uh, accidental ally and transphobic memes and make fun of the people who are being phobic. Yeah, they're really nice guys, really funny guys. Love them to death. But you know, there's some good spaces on Reddit. You just gotta look real hard. I mean. Really yeah, hard. I don't have the time to look, so I don't. But uh, oh, anyways, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, Horizon, great, Horizon, fantastic, awesome, yeah. And uh, so I'm gonna just jump right into my second thing really quick, and then we're gonna okay. focus on you after this. But so Ooh, the the other game that I was playing before this, I wanted to finish up before the you know before the expansion came, yeah, uh, or the DLC came and stuff. And yeah. that's because I've been watching the Last of Us TV show, and it is phenomenal it captures the game like the tone and the feels and everything in the game like perfectly and if you remember correctly i got the last of us 2 the day it came out mm -hmm. but this was when like covid was See, really this starting is to happen i'm with ben is is i know when he gets the video games <laughs> yeah so yeah it, and uh so i started to play it about the time that covid was really kind of hitting and i'm like mm -hmm. i don't want to play this right now and i just i can't and it's like oh, yeah. super depressing many, and all this stuff and do i'm you just know like, how many of my board gaming friends and stuff were like i can't play pandemic right now yeah yeah <laughs> i get it yeah so yeah it was a time when a post-apocalyptic world was hard <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah now that we've kind of lived in it but uh no anyways so um, you know, the show was great. I'm like, I should really finish the second the game. game. Yeah. And it turns out that I wasn't even close to as deep into it as I thought I was because you, there's day one, day two and day three. And then you do day one, day two and day three. And so you do it twice. And I was on like day or just starting day two the first time around when I had stopped playing. Wow. And so I had a lot to go through and at the point where like it, it converges and the, the two timelines kind of get together. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was full all in on the game on mm -hmm. the, the different perspectives that you have. And I, I got what they were going for. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is Naughty Dog is fantastic with storytelling and they took a really big risk with the last of us too. 
like a huge risk with how they're telling the story, what they were doing with it. And I got it and I fell in love with what they did and how they did it and how that game ends is the perfect ending for that game. And again, I'm, I'm not going to give details on it because if, if you're going to play it, I cannot spoil this for you. But it's, I mean, it, 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 it's the growth of characters throughout the thing. You learn so much about backstories for people and how oh, I love that. Like, lives converge in, in this, this whole post-apocalyptic world and stuff. And it, yeah, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. I'm glad I played it. I probably never will again, <laughs> but like, like, like one and two, again, they're both just such great cinematic games. I mean, there's a reason why HBO is the place for the show mm-hmm. that covers the first game. And again, it, it's really the only place that could really tell it well. Yeah. And I mean, they're going to do a season two. So I'm assuming they're following the game for, for number two and yeah. it's going to be an interesting <laughs> mix. Two. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's it. Um, so I went from one post-apocalyptic world where things are really super hard and depressing to an entirely different post-apocalyptic world where there's robot dinosaurs and gazelles and other things running around and uh, enjoy both like sides of the same sort of coin. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can hear the emotion that, that the games are still giving you <laughs> even now. And it just goes back to somebody wrote down some words and somebody mm-hmm. else wrote down some programming and somebody styled some art and, all these people came together to create something that, yeah, they could have taken those words and been very shallow, Oh, but yeah. instead they enhance them. So the feelings you feel are there and they're real. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a, it's a piece of fiction, you're still emoting with it. And, and the, the fact that you're <sighs> interacting with it more than you do in like a book or a movie or a show mm-hmm. or something like that, like that's oh, yeah. something that's great. It's like, it really is. Yeah, it is really next level. It, it totally uh, is. Totally. Yeah. So anyways. Because music enough, the right song at the right moment oh, can make yeah. anybody feel an emotion. But then you add like the visuals to it and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Like, what was it? That Dead Island song that was going around for a while? Yeah. A really sad one. And everybody was memeing it and making it really sad mm-hmm. for like a hot minute because it was literally the saddest song anybody had ever heard. And it was for a zombie game. Yeah. And the, <laughs> and the trailer for that zombie game was mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. It and was then the game was nothing like it. Yeah. Nothing like it, which is uh, really disappointing. I mean, but it was, it was okay. for one moment, we had that sad song and yeah. that sad sad moment or it's like uh gosh what was it either gears of war two or three or something with with mad world like just mm-hmm. the trailer for that was like yeah again the same sort of th- thing where it's just this this quiet haunting melody and, and lyrics and stuff and there's these two beefy muscular guys like getting attacked yeah. by like alien stuff that. i'm just like yeah totally worked but mm-hmm. yeah anyway so that, that's my trip down into fantastic storytelling and gaming and everything. So yeah, like I said, I, I totally stole the spotlight for a bit because I just had to totally just. Oh yeah. No, no, no. They flowed together, Ben. They flowed. It I was great. So. Yeah. Yeah. And don't blah. You didn't blah anything. Well, more like, like just vomiting out the happy. Please. Emotions. No, no. <laughs> don't. Okay. Um, no. Releasing. This was the ben block of amazingness. And I will yes. not. 
No, no, no. I will just not hear releasing the happy emotions that yeah, they caused. Yeah. That's what the I'm happy talking about. The happy and sad. It yeah. was it was very great to see, honestly. And it, I'm sure it's great to listen to yeah. because Ben, you can hear. It's like well, I, just, I want to tell that, you. Yeah. I want to tell you the entire thing of what happens in Last of Us Two because it's just so amazing how it comes together. But anyways. Oh, Thrax told me he played like five, six hours of Last of Us One, and he was like, "Yeah, same for me, I guess." He'd like the story didn't <laughs> grab him. Nothing about it grabbed him. Mm -hmm. So he was like, "I guess." Uh, he was like, "I guess this media isn't for me, and that's okay." And he yeah, just totally, moved on. Totally. And I asked okay. him if he wanted to watch the Last of Us show, and he's like, "No, I'm okay." <laughs> you, you should watch episode three of of that. Mm -hmm. you, you don't need to know anything else about the show to watch episode three. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll ask you a question after, after the show. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, um, anyways, I, because I can read notes, I, I kind of know what you've been playing, but, uh, what have mm -hmm. you been playing? Aludra? All right. So the game that, I <laughs> this game's a little bit shallow on the story. It's not like an epic. It, it's very light, but sometimes okay. you need that. There's nothing wrong no, with sometimes that. You need that. And so the game I, I spent most of break playing is called Potion Permit. Okay. Okay. Now, you know I like games like Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, Rune Factory. Yeah, like like digging games and farming games and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, games where you come into a town as a stranger and you help set everything right. Right? Like okay. things are weird and they need an amnesiac stranger or or somebody's grandson to move in and build that barn. You know, just just and, and suddenly the whole town is turned around by the efforts of one person. Well, what if, Ben? Okay. You ever see a Western movie where a stranger walks into a saloon and everything just stops and goes silent? Oh, of And course. then with his spurs, he walks up to the counter and orders a whiskey. And they're like, we don't serve you here. <laughs> of course. Now, what if Harvest Moon had that attitude? That is actually kind of crazy. That is crazy. So you're on a train, right? You're on a train and you got your assignment on a telegram. I don't know. And and so you're on the train with your sheepdog and you get to choose your, your whole look and gender and appearance and stuff. And you have a sheepdog that you get to name and he's a chonky boy. Like he, okay. he's doing that chonk walk that you see in those videos of those really fat cats. Oh, it's a sheepdog doing it because normally he's running around after you later in the game. The only time he slow walks is on this train, which by the way, got you to an Island. There you go. As and, one does. Uh, yes. As, as, and you get telegrams. And uh, <laughs> so he does this slow chonk walk. So I named him chonks with an X because there's no other name for this dog. Yeah, of course. There's, Literally no other name for this dog when he's doing the slow chunk walk. So you get to this island on the via train. I still am trying to process how that worked. Um, it, it, it's a ferry. Everybody knows that. The train is a ferry? No, the train gets on a ferry. Oh. Obviously. You know what? That has to be it. <laughs> I, I like that idea. I like it so much that, yeah, that's canon now, guys. Potion permit. You're on a train, it gets on a ferry, it drives mm -hmm, you to mm -hmm. the other tracks, and then you're on the island. Yeah. So you get to this island, the mayor calls you, and he's like, ah, you're an alchemist. And we don't have 
an alchemist, which is why they sent you. They were so excited that this town reached out. This mayor is an old man, and his daughter, who is eight, is sick. Oh, no. <laughs> she is sick. So they're, like, desperate. And apparently the village doctor, no help. So they, in their desperation, they reached out to the big city for an alchemist. Oh, the big city, yes. huh? Yeah, I'm metropolitan, apparently. So, <laughs> you know, you can have you can have an undercut or a side cut and, you know, look all city verb-like. And everybody else is all small town and has a whole head of hair. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So, they take me to the most nastiest, decrepit place I've ever seen in my life. Ben, I've shown you the picture of this place. It's really it is, nasty. It's so gross. And they're like, here she is. And she is sick. And I'm like, no kidding. Looking at that pillow. Guys, I'm going to put it on the website so you can see it at uh, uh, boxfortshow.com. On this episode, you will see the nastiness that is this pillow that they put this kid in. And that, that's okay. And I'm like, is her problem this bad? Because I can fix that right now. Like, is this where you live? No, this is where I'm going to live, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like she's sick and i go okay and i examine her and to examine her you gotta play a mini game one's simon one's like press the arrow keys in time and i'm totally spacing on the third one because after a certain point you can just skip this part <laughs> so you diagnose them and they go ah it is lumps on the throat oh of course and it's like, this is not something anybody could see by seeing, so they've got to be in turtle. And so they're like, oh, lumps on the throat. Okay, you have three days to get her medicine. And the town witch doctor, who, by the way, he's introduced as a witch doctor, but he's wearing a suit and tails. So I weird disconnect. The witch doctor is yelling the whole time. She's going he to kill Oh, he's not yelling ooh ee ooh ah ah ting tang well well bing bang. No, he's in he's in like one of those almost like uh what's the word? Regency type suits. Honestly, he's got a top hat on. His pants are striped gray and black. His his thing is tails. He has a puffy shirt. And he's like, Yeshu will kill the mayor's daughter if you let this crazy alchemist near her. And he throws a fit, and the mayor goes, Look. You haven't fixed her, so we gotta call in someone else. And I'm like, ah, oh, a man of sense. I will save your granddaughter, I mean daughter. And so you gotta go into the woods in this place you've never been before and get plants that you've never seen before because they only grow on this island. And then you take them to your cauldron because this is science. Yeah. And you've gotta make a shape. Now, these shapes are key gameplay of Potion Permit. You take... Each plant and, and weird animal part you picked up can fit into the shape of what the potion is, but it's not that. The potion that comes out is not that shape, but. So, I guess so like I'm the shape of molecules. like a man or something like that? No, no. I guess it's like I'm making molecules or something. I don't know. <laughs> they, these shapes are really far out. Like. I, I, I can't really explain them, but they're pretty abstract if it's if it's a cure. So and then, you know, the various plants are associated with elements. And sometimes you can't use water element in the potion, which is 
boggling to me because that cauldron is like 99% water, but I oh. can't put in water plants. How dare they? Yeah. So then, so you take the shape and it pops out in a bottle and everything. And then you take it to the girl and you give it to her and she's cured immediately. And the witch doctor starts screaming about unnatural medicine. And I'm like, um, but you just cured her. Uh, yeah, he's like, we don't know what chemicals were in there. And the mayor points out reasonably, she only used things on this island. She didn't bring anything with her. So here's where the saloon so, part comes in. So he's an anti-vaxxer. Okay. He's a witch doctor, anti-vaxxer. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I never made that connection before, but that's got to be it. Because a couple of things you do give our shots. That's got to be it. So... Here's the saloon part. So everybody on this island, see, they don't have an alchemist, even though alchemists are the premier healthcare providers in the rest of Nameless Continent, where I came from. Yeah. And I'm from Capital City in Nameless Continent. And they, so everybody you meet in this town just is like, I don't like you. And so with a little bit of digging, you fi figure out, well, not really. The mayor drags you to his office and lays it all out. There was an alchemist on this island, but the event happened and they threw him out. What's the event? Well, they don't want to talk about it because they don't like you. <laughs> so you're running around in the forest and you're chopping down trees and you're picking up plants and you're killing giant bugs that are bigger than people. All the while, you are talking to every villager you meet and sometimes giving them present, which is something they give you when you cure them. And then you take that same gift and give it to them later. And they're like, oh, my God, this is an amazing thing. Thank you for this. Well, of course, because in their delirium, they forget they gave it to you. Yeah, must have. Right. It's part of the payment and everything. And um, so you give everybody presents and you're doing quests and you're, you're slowly building up your friendship from. We don't take kindly to your kind around here, too. <laughs> oh, hey, Bill. What's up? It's a little slow at first, but it's honestly pretty hilarious how quickly they can turn in your favor from we don't like you <laughs> to, oh, hey, you know, I was trying to make some cookies. Do you want to taste this them for me? What do you mean <laughs> I use salt and not sugar? Oh. That's garlic powder? Too bad oh. I'm not an alchemist. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Those cookies were awful. So, eventually, I, I get to the site of the event. There is some green bubbling stuff in the middle of the woods. Oh, no. Yeah, it is like the most toxic looking stuff. The whole time, though, you're in the woods, you eventually find like little scraps of paper that are the last alchemist's notes. Okay. And you're okay. like, okay, okay, no problem. So you get them all but one page, and then you find the the site zero, and you go ask the mayor about it. He's like, oh, yes, that is the site of the event. I don't know much about it because this happened in my grandparents' time. This happened at everybody's grandparents' time. They're not even remotely connected to the the event but they're they're really upset about it so i'm like i'd be upset too if there was green toxic sludge in the middle of my forest so I, I'm, oh yeah i hear you i get it i would not be a fan <clears throat> right thank you so he's like i don't know much about it 
here's the last page of the notes. See if you can figure it out. So what basically happened is the alchemists were there and this island's very special. It's got some really crazy plants and properties. So they were trying to see why they only grow here and what about the soil makes it special and growing here. They were like documenting everything, like really scientific stuff. And then a townsperson came and everything flooped and things went really, really bad. Like a townsperson interfered and oh. they green sludge. Okay. And so. So the government came in and tried to interfere with what was going on. They turned off the, the, the containment. The, grid. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what I, mm -hmm. yeah. They turned off the, the EPA came in. Walter and turned Peck off the showed up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. He wasn't wrong, but he, he wasn't right either. You know? Yeah. So. If, if he had just waited and, <clears throat> and listened, I mean, sure. Venkman could have been a little nicer originally, but, but that's Venkman. Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell. Exactly. And it's not like Egon was going to be any better about it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, a townsperson came up and messed up. And then they threw the alchemist out. Mm -hmm. Blame the guy doing the science, right? Here's the thing, though. Before they threw him out, the scientist figured out, or the alchemist figured out how to solve the problem. He wrote it down. They wouldn't let him fix it. They just threw him out. So he left the note with the mayor in the hopes that somebody would read it and fix it. Three generations later, somebody asked to see the note. This is just crazy. Yeah. So I asked to see the note. He lets me read it. I write down the formula, go home and study it, figure out the magic shape for my cauldron, make the shape, throw in one tiny vial. And it just dries up immediately. <laughs> Not only does it dry up, but the plant that they were so upset doesn't grow there anymore immediately starts sprouting up. Of course. All around the area. Alchemy. Yeah. I'm like, really, guys? Three generations? You've been bitter about this? The answer was there, and all you had to do was pick some plants in the beginning forest and then just take it and mush it together and throw it in? Yeah. I mean, that's how I fix my problems usually. So that's when they start going, oh, maybe you're not so terrible. And then basically that's how the game goes. You open up a new area and there's another event. That's because amazing. Apparently there wasn't one. They said there was one town alchemist, but unless he was in five places at once doing five experiments at once. He wasn't. No, there's one at next a time. One, so the next one, they, they yeah. kicked out that one. Then a new one came in. No, they made it sound like there was only one alchemist all that time ago. And so he he found a way to multiply. He must have been multiplier man. Multiple man. Multiple man. And five places at once. Then like the next place you go is like the cop's grandfather was the one that messed up the thing. Oh. Yeah. And so you go to the cop's grandson. And he's like, oh, yes, I have the note. It's in this rusty filing cabinet you've got to go to the blacksmith though because i lost the key and get a new key made now here's where the town stuff can bite you because if you're not friends with the blacksmith and her daughter they will not forge you a new key oh it will be like eh. 
And then it's it's kind of grindy in the fact that it's like we need an insane amount of resources for a filing cabinet key, like a lot of well, stuff. You're it's not only the key, but you're also supplying them with enough mats to make anything that anyone else in the town could want. So it's basically free labor. You would think. You would think, but there's a quest later. That is, basically, it is a bit grindy. This whole game is a bit grindy. But if you are stuck somewhere, like, say, sick and recovering, mm -hmm. this is a game for you. Because you get, with all that downtime, it's just really engrossing. It's just enough story for, like, a medicated brain to keep a hold of. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And 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 follow through. And there are some really interesting, really good points. Like there's a farmer and his wife and they are constantly bickering because he was in an accident not related to an alchemist, guys. Oh, that's surprising. That put him in a wheelchair. And he just wants to live his life now as is. And mm -hmm. his son built him a really cool steampunk wheelchair. It's like that's can cool. do anything. He just can't go upstairs. He's yeah. like an original Dalek that way. The wife, though, <laughs> is constantly looking for new remedies and cures to fix him. And he the, the main conflict in this family is she won't let it go. And he just wants to live his life. And he's getting more and more angry and bitter about it. Meanwhile, you'd think nobody would come to you for curing. But you are, in fact, the first person they turn to, even when they're cursing you. It's like, they'll just show up in one of those nasty clinic beds and go, I'm sick. And you go, Ew. okay, what's wrong? <laughs> well, first of all, I laid down in this bed. Yeah, you lay down this slimy bed. It's really gross. And it's up to you to upgrade it. But if you do enough friendship stuff around the town and stuff, the town starts pitching in and just upgrading you things for free. Like, all the lights are... The lampposts around the alchemist's house, they're they're broken, destroyed, gone. But if you make enough friends, they all get together and fix your lampposts. So they like, it's a wonderful life, you? Yeah, a little bit. You know, they all come <laughs> together and they're like, now people can find your place in the dark and, you know, it won't be so hard for you coming home late. And I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of sweet. And the fact that you as a stranger come in and want to fix everything for these people so earnestly makes them look around and go, you know, we could be doing stuff ourselves to make this a better place. That's great. Yeah, it's really sweet and cute the way that that happens. Then all of a sudden it's like, we fixed an alarm. So for if anybody's in your clinic, an alarm siren will go off first thing <laughs> when you wake up. I'm like... Hey, you've all got to live with that noise, too. So if you want to hear alarm at 6 a.m. every day, that's yeah. fine. I, I would say the worst part of the game, you can pet your dog and you feed your dog every single day, but he's not allowed in your house. Oh. And they give you the nastiest sofa you have ever seen on a street corner to put in your room. Well, and I'm course. like, the dog can sleep there. And I think the dog even went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> smelled something funny on it. Yeah, he or was like, it. nah. Yeah. Well, but cool. it's really cute. It's really sweet. It'll give you some aw feels, but it's not like deep feels. Yeah, but like it sounds like talking. it's fun. It is fun. It's it's very light and cute. Now, I had a good time of it. Well, that's what matters, really. Mm-hmm. 
And so another game I got to play with, totally different vibe, totally different everything, guys, mm -hmm. is a multiplayer online game called Sea of Thieves. You may have heard of it now and then. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yar. Yeah, I managed to snag it on the Steam sale. I'm it so was, happy um, about that. Yeah. So I managed to do all of the um, tutorial, tutorial island in me. We got along great. It was fun. <clears throat> But uh, I was having trouble with a, a quest. <laughs> so Ben got on to see if he could help me and to show off his really cool boat. Ben, you have a very cool boat. Thank you. It cost me a heck of a lot of gold. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it's for that size. I think it's 500,000 gold. for Wow. And you've got all the cool stuff. He's got like Wally boots of plants around and and he's he's. Okay, so I'm running around in pirate chonies, and Ben has like this full getup with a with a cool emote and stuff. Yeah, I I, I th this is one of those games where I enjoy it and have gotten so much fun out of it that I will throw some money at it now and then. Mm -hmm. So like, I, you I feel have, like yeah, you've gotten like I, value. I've got like the the wolf uh, pirate costume because I'm like yeah, it was like five bucks or something like that. Yeah, just like, see, like totally, totally reasonable. It. Yeah, like yeah. I have a couple different dog pets. I've got a couple different fox pets. I've got a parrot, and you know all that's actual money. And I'm like, eh, it's worth it. Ben it's looks worth. like a pirate from How How to Train Your Dragon, I and I'm cool. standing next to him in pirate chonies. Yes, for now. For now. So we went in there, and then. Somebody crashed their boat or something. I don't yeah, know. I think they logged found... off. And, and so when you despawn, your supplies just like show up in the water. Yeah. There were like two, two places of treasure just in the water. So I'm all looking at glowy stuff out and, and Ben's like, oh, look, reasonably closer than, than the things you're looking at far away. As I'm looking <laughs> at Aurora Borealis. Um, he's like, look, there's treasure at your feet. So we go swimming and then we nothing interesting in the first, but in the second spot of stuff, mm -hmm. there was a magic treasure chest yep, that glowed, even though chest. it was in the water. Yes. And while we were there, my quest finally realized I had taken it. So the problem I was having cleared itself up with friendship. I just yes. want that to go down in history. Friendship fixed my game. So then me and Ben, luckily, the key of the chest was on the island. That mm -hmm. we were on. Mm -hmm. That's how it always works. Yeah. And so we got to we got to do a treasure thing. And it was so cute. Ben and Evermore were both like telling me how to do things in case I forgot how to. And because I was playing with a controller before. So playing on a keyboard, all the buttons were different. But yep. <clears throat> totally fun. I got to run around with everybody or with just Ben. But Nevermore was there like giving emotional support. Yep, cheering through the microphone, on. cheering, cheering mm -hmm. you on. Yeah, and so that was really sweet. Yeah, so and now we need to take you on an actual, like, like actual adventure. Just as long as I'm not driving. Yeah, we got just we got to get you some. Oh, you know pants? what we should do? No, I. We got to get me some pants. Uh, no, we just need to. What we need to do is just take you to a a, a fort really quick, and mm -hmm. we'll get a bunch of treasure that way, and that'll get you some gold so you can get some clothes. Oh, cool. Yeah, we got to do that. Yeah. So my quest was hiding behind the ashen treasure chest. As I was swimming to shore, it popped. So I'm, I'm very grateful that that bug was finally picked up. So now maybe I can like 
take out my little one-person Jack Sparrow sinking boat and go on my quest for gold. Yeah. We'll get you some gold. We'll we'll yes. dress you up. We'll pirate you up. Yeah, well, pants would be nice. Yeah. We can we can get that taken care of. Definitely. Get you a because cool hat. They, get, they, they send you out in bloomers and like bandages yeah. for a top. It's literally like, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nothing. But, you know, the character creation in this game is so weird. They give you like six fully fleshed out characters. And it's like you can't change their faces or anything nope. about them. It's just you can only reroll. You got to reroll. So that was an afternoon in itself. Let me yeah. tell you, Ben. And I got like. A really cool one. I was like, but she has her skin's so dark, and is that a problem? Ben? I'm not as dark as her. And Jason's like, or Thrax is like, you're really overthinking this. Like, you're yeah. really overthinking this. Worst comes to worst. When you got an extra five bucks, you get a potion. You can re-roll and and go through more. I don't pirates. want to re-roll. She looks so cool. She does look cool. Yeah, I was lucky enough to get a, a big stocky pirate with like a red beard and red head. And like it yeah. actually looks like me. So, yeah, that I'm was nuts. Cool with it. I didn't see any red beards the entire time I was rolling. And I was like, like I said, this was an afternoon like of me rolling. And I'd like save them. And then I'd look at the ones I'd save and go, mm -hmm. ah, kind of go back out, and forth. And yeah. The pirate I ended up with was the first one I saved. She was <laughs> cool. just, yeah, it was just the best look. She, you know, she's scarred and grizzled, but she kind of looks a little cheerful, but not too cheerful. Yeah. And no, it's fun stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, I don't want to re-roll. She looks cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get you in. We'll go through the actual pirate initiation for you. Well, I did the island and I ate a banana without taking the peel off because that was That's apparently how pirates part eat of bananas. it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to see the cool broken pirate ship, even though the ghost didn't tell me to go there. That's good. I was just wandering around because, you know, he can't tell me what to do all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this game is fall damage, you guys. Yes. <laughs> you need to remember that. The game is fall damage. And it, it's really dark at night. I need to fix my brightness. Yeah. <laughs> from when it's night. That's definitely a plus because especially um, if you're kind of just starting off, you want to turn the lanterns off on your boat because mm -hmm. uh, people can see you further away if you have your lights on. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you're just starting out, you're kind of easy pickings. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, let me put it this way. I am not just starting out. I'm still easy pickings. I, I have not done a lot of PVP in the game. And yeah. that, that's that's the one thing that I wish that we could have as a private server so that we can like pirate on our own. Um, mm -hmm. Because like I love fighting like skelly ships and stuff, but I I'm not the biggest fan of, of uh, PVP in that game just because I'm very bad at it. That's the only reason. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if you heard it, but Grog just came in informing me that I am not in bed. I thought I heard the little meow and I wasn't sure if it was on my side or not. So no, it's my side. He's like, um, excuse me. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cat. Well, you're doing a show. Say, well, with that, you know, it might be time to, to lift up those drawbridges because it is starting to get a little late. It is a little late, but it's not too late. But yeah, I get it. Oh, he's adorable. He likes the box forts because he fits. Exactly. And both my cats fits, so they sits. Yep, exactly. Hey, buddy. 
Oh, I just want to pet so, him. I know, I know. He's so sweet. Yeah. So, if you like this podcast and you want to hear us on other things, uh, Ben, where can they find us? Oh, well, for the time being, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we are at Boxfort Show. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, want to tell us about your first pirating adventure or a game that has brought you loads of emotion, you can always email us. Send those or to a game that is an emotional Twinkie like Potion Ferment. Yeah, there's that too. Um, send those emails to boxfortshow at gmail.com. Um, if you're looking for Eludra on Twitter, though, you can find her. She is at, uh, what are you at now? Uh, Eludra under, uh, Eludra's Pets? Eludra's Pets, like I've been for the last okay. few years. I know, I just... It's one of those things where my mind is muddled. Yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute since we were here, guys. Yeah. But honestly, we needed the break. Yeah, I was a bit sick for a while, and Ben needed a vacation. Yep. Uh, then speaking of Ben, if you're looking for me, I'm at Ben Bumhofer on Twitter. Um, I do uh, two other shows as well. Uh, just if you're interested in Dungeons and Dragons, which I know we didn't talk about too much this episode, but I'm sure we will next what? time. Two have stuff to tell oh, you yeah. yeah with roundel and and that that wonderful adventure i had so much fun with that um, oh and and the Feywild. yeah um but anyways uh, i do two other shows one of them is called dn discussions uh where we talk about things from a dm and a player perspective just kind of around uh you know ttrpgs mostly dungeons it's and good dragons. stuff you know like how to make traveling more fun and and uh which we you still know. need to work on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a work in progress for every DM yeah. and every table. But it, it's really good stuff, you know. So give it a listen if you're if you're wondering how this whole thing works. Yeah, most recent episode, we actually covered um, the info that they gave on the new DMG, the new Dungeon Master Guide. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we also talked about bringing in new player characters. So Ooh. like in the middle of a game, you know, you have a mm -hmm. new player character joining in. So, yeah, this is a good. I thought it was a pretty good discussion. Um the episode before that, though, holy crap, we, we talked to Daniel about like um, cultural consulting and, and things like that. And it, it was a, just a mind blowingly good conversation. So oh, definitely recommend excellent. that one too. And that's a conversation that should be happening in all spaces. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Daniel Kwan jumped on and it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, we've been really lucky with the guests that we've had on that show, but yeah. his was we've had some good ones. I mean, yeah, that episode is probably probably my favorite that we've ever done. It was great and a good conversation overall. But uh, anyways, the other show I do, Plus Five to Hit, it is our actual uh, actual play podcast. Um, we're going through Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. And uh, we just recorded a new episode on uh, Monday, and that should be hopefully coming up pretty soon. So, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. You guys have been playing that game for a while now. I remember when it started. Yeah, but we've also taken some detours and had like yeah, a summer there, break. We went to Strixhaven and stuff. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, we're really enjoying it, and I'm I'm very much enjoying my bard and in the newest episode Bards that's going to be coming aren't out. They? I, uh, I I made a bad decision. It was it was absolutely hysterical what happened. Bards so, yeah. making bad decisions is awesome. I agree. So, anyways. Everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to check out every other episode that we've ever done if you're interested on boxfortshow.com. And until then, or until next time, I should say, be good to each other. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. <laughs>